Okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witch Buster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lupinski. Yay. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. we were going to get. It was going to be this or the song you were playing out in the newsroom the other day. Do you have your panic button, Luke? Do you have that? This one? Okay, that was Luke, for the record, who pushed the panic Well, you button. asked me if I had it. Well, I just wanted to know. I don't know. It's here. Do you have it within arm's length? It's right and here. Apparently, you do. Yeah. Do you have yours? I do, as yeah. a matter of fact, but it's still in the bag. I feel like like two days ago, you were like, okay, I can put this away for a little bit. <laughs> now we need bigger ones. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Everybody calm down, especially you playing the violin. We should have actually hired somebody to play the violin live today and just sit over there in that broken chair and play the violin. Also, the broken chair we got me earlier. jacked up, man. Wouldn't that be cool if we had live bands coming in? Had a full orchestra? <laughs> that would be. <laughs> oh, man. That would be so cool. We had live dudes coming in here and actually, I don't know, rocking out. Maybe not to this, near to the oh God. But, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Hey, look, you know, four hours of us uh, delaying the inevitable and not talking about what happened last night. I'm, I'm all on board with that. If what else, anything else going on? What's in your fridge? You want to talk about that? Yeah, no, honestly, okay. I don't. And it's pretty nasty. Uh, kind of like the rolled ankle of Kevin Durant. Oh, you went there. All right. Well, here we are. The music has stopped. What are you going to say about it, though, Luke? What are you going to say? Uh, <laughs> this is, is this a joke? That's Where are the it, cameras? What it, what it felt like it last night. It did feel like that. You know, so the reaction by Suns fans on social media last night I think was was very telling. The reaction, I'm sure, everybody's everybody has a, a, a text thread they're on with a couple of their Suns fan friends, right? Everybody has that. <laughs> The reaction was almost unanimous. Yeah, expected it. Yeah, it's, it's Valley Sports. Yeah, this is the most Arizona sports thing. There wasn't a whole lot of like outrage or everything's ruined. It was just like, yeah, obviously. We, we got almost a full week of happiness. I'm shocked we got that long. That's about, that's about the reaction I got from everybody. It's okay. just kind of like jokes because what else are you going to do? Yeah, you know, honestly, um, I'm not going to overreact on this. I, I'm not going to do it, and I'm probably going to get burned in the end. <laughs> right? I probably am, but there is evidence right now to look at it and say, okay, it can't be that bad. It really can't be. It's just the principle of it. What How do does mean? this even just, happen? Just the fact that, yeah, the 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 fact that everybody came out for his home debut. Is that what you're saying? Yes, everyone, here the, we go. The party place was absolutely jam packed. The anticipation we've been talking about yes. it now for weeks. Now we get to talk about it again for more. Um, hopefully not weeks, but it, at least days. Yeah, it really is. It's incredible right now. Kevin Durant, if you did not see it, he rolled his ankle, and some people called it a slip. And if you look at it, it kind of looks. I could see why you would say it was a slip but for me it wasn't it was just he rolled his left ankle which it just 
could just be a rolled ankle. It could 100% be he rolled his ankle. We don't need him to play all 20 games. We Remember, we talked a couple. We talked a week ago. He's probably not going to play all 20 games anyway. Maybe it was he rolled his ankle right before the game. We obviously got to take a look at it. We don't need to play him against Oklahoma City. Just go tell Devin Booker to put up 44. We'll be fine. It could absolutely be that. And I would assume he's probably not playing Saturday. I can't even. <laughs> but it could be more. You can't yes, fault Suns fans be. for expecting yes, the could. worst. It could be more. There's no doubt. I'm not saying. I'm not trying to poo-poo anything you're saying right now, or the fact that you were the first one to push the panic button. You asked I'm me to push. Say, it. No, I did not. You said you have the panic I, button. I said, do you, did I ask you if, to if push you're it? You're holding a you panic button, and somebody says, it, "Do you have a panic button?" Look, how do you respond? Yep. Somebody <laughs> says. Somebody says, "Where's your panic button?" You say it's right there. Okay, it's right. You know, there. push it. It's right there. That's what you did. Well, it's a very sensitive panic button. When you pick it up, it just goes okay, off. Please, tell me about it. It's going off in my bag all the time. Every time I move the bag. Every, every time, time I set it down. Every time Wolf walks and into the a way, room it's and an sets his bag. case. It's not a bag. <laughs> What did Buddha Baker call it? Oh uh, yeah, don't worry about it. I think he called it a purse. Yeah. Hey, stop it, Buddha. Well, quoting Buddha. Knock it, but knock it off, Buddha. <laughs> um, okay, so the reaction is right now. Okay, he rolled his ankle, and it looked kind of nasty when he did it. The the thing that I'm taking a lot of solace in right now is the fact he finished his workout. He finished his workout. He was taking jump shots. He was he, he he didn't look like he was favoring it. It didn't look like he was walking around limping after he rolled his left ankle. It did not look like that. Now I know there's a lot of people that are saying that that will say, "Well, Wolf, you know what happens when you roll that ankle? Sometimes it starts to swell up." And you're right about that. But typically, you know if it's a bad roll or not. Kevin Durant knows if it was a bad rolling of the ankle or not. And anytime you know, oh, that's that hurts. That that really hurts right there. Oh, you can almost feel the swelling, right? Anyone who's rolled an ankle, you know it. Oh, yeah. You know what it's like to roll that thing badly. You start getting swelling immediately. And he finishes his workout. That's He's what I'm not going to do that it, if it was bad. It could not be as bad as everybody is just anticipating. Because let's be honest, most, most Suns fans are anticipating it being bad, not because of anything with Kevin Durant, but just because the history of weirdness yes. of every time you get something really good, something weird happens. The team gets sick in the playoffs against Dallas. Robert Ory throws Steve Nash into the scorer's table, and Amari Stoudemire kind of stands up and gets like thrown out of the National <laughs> Basketball Association. Yes, it's that. Um, but I, I will say this. We got a four-hour okay, show here. Look, Luke, I am positive. Okay, I, great. I, I am. I'm an optimist. You. Okay. Okay, I'm I an am. optimist, too. Okay, good. But I, I will like tell that. you this, because this, we have a four-hour show. But you're panicking. That's the, what you're saying right the now. The second anybody hits the breaking news sounder, I'm going to hide under the table. <laughs> but that's going to happen. You know what? Honestly, though, right now, here's the other thing. I'm a positive person. I'm looking for clues. I'm looking for it. Was there a crutch? Was there any crutch involved? Did did anybody see KD walking around with a crutch? No, but no. he had a boot. Okay. Oh, oh, good. I'm so glad you brought that up, Mel. He had a boot, Mel. He had a boot. That tells me out of, out of an abundance of caution. It's hard to say that quickly. Out of an abundance of caution. Can you say that quickly? I have because nothing left to say. Difficult. Just go ahead. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're just going to wait for the update. You're going to put him in a boot. 
you're going to do it because that just makes sense. We don't want any swelling going on down there, you know, and we're going to give him some support on that because I really don't know what it is. We know that he rolled it. We know that he went down to the ground and sat there on the ground for a few seconds before he got up and finished his workout. But if there's a crutch, that's when the player knows, okay, man, I, I need to take my weight off of this. See, and that also makes me believe that he he didn't think he rolled it badly. <laughs> and I know that I'm grasping no, I, for some straws you are, right here. Absolutely, but I, but I do think there's some truth to what you're saying. It's not like he walked out on crutches last night. That would yes. be a lot more concerning. And I feel like if he did... Just one crutch. That's all it takes yeah. to be peg-like. Right? No, I mean, nobody even walked near him with yes, crutches. Yes, right. Uh, no, I, so I think there is something to it. Um, but... I also think we're probably going to get some sort of update here in the next few hours from the team, I yeah, would think. And even boy. if it's a vague update, we're going to overanalyze that. But here's what I'm not going to react <laughs> You're to. going to. Yes, 100%. And then you'll hit the panic button again. I'm going to drag you into it. Um, Devin Booker, after the game, what did he say? He said um, he just rolled it. You're, and he'll you're, be fine. You're not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Booker said, quote, fine, and said, quote, it's just a roll. Okay. Look. Get I'm, to it. Get to the punch. Book, book is, is probably my favorite player of all time. Um, he's not actually a doctor, though, based on his. But he is an optimist. He is an optimist. But remember last year when Chris Paul got hurt? He's like, I saw him in the locker room. He's fine. Look, <laughs> just because you saw him in the locker room, didn't Chris Paul miss like a month after that? Just because you see him doesn't mean he can play. Yes. Um, you know what? The, it makes a lot of sense, though. If you saw him roll his ankle the way that he did. Wow. Um, you know, again, I, I've been talking about this and you guys don't seem to, to enjoy it. But my right ankle has no tendon on the outside. Like I roll it immediately whenever something hits the inside of my foot. I don't foot. enjoy this. It rolls immediately. This makes me feel worse. Okay. I, listen, I played 10 years in the National Football League. How many times have I rolled my right ankle? A ton. A ton. Is there a possibility the thing is snapped? Yes. Is there a possibility on the outside of my ankle uh, it's been stretched because it's been rolled so much? Yes. And it kind of looked that way with KD when he rolled his. I didn't see a slip. Somebody said he slipped. I didn't see a slip. I saw a roll of the left ankle, and then I saw him look like he slipped. I'm going to spend the entire commercial break here watching the video over and over again looking for a slip. Because I really hope that somebody just missed a spot on the floor and he slipped. I wouldn't want to be that person that missed the spot on the floor. But I think we all hope it's that as opposed to something like what you're saying where his ankle just rolled on its own because that's concerning man that is concerning there's some dude with a towel this morning being interrogated good i hope it's that i I, that's at least fixable i wiped it up there was nothing there nothing if Uh, something was there He's not asking questions today. <laughs> There's no chance. Yeah, right. I think you're right. The uh, madness tips off next week. It feels like the madness has already started. Yes. Uh, with it comes your chance to win the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks, presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. Just text Bucks to 620-620 to sign up, receive your bracket, and compete for your shot at over $3,000 in prizes. If you register before Sunday, you'll be entered to win a $200 gift card courtesy of Mavericks in Scottsdale. So text Bucks to 620-620. All right, what's the latest on KD's injury? We're going to ask our own Phoenix Suns guru, Kellen Olsen. He will join us next. It's Wolf and Luke, and Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. I just see you out there, Kellen. I've talked to like 19 basketball people in three hours. (laughs) 
Arizona Sports. Our son's mega mind, Kellen Olsen, joining Wolf and Luke to talk about the Phoenix Suns now. All right, Kellen Olsen joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. I'm assuming he had a pretty busy night, and we thank him for calling in. KO, how are you doing? What's up? Uh, doing well. A little bummed out like everyone else, as I, as I imagine. How are you guys doing? Um, bummed out. Yeah. Yeah, is, uh... that's a good word. To, yeah, bummed out. That's the best way to say it right now. A killer, your thoughts when you saw this happen. You know, what was the first thought that you had when KD rolled his left ankle? Uh, like everyone else, I was like, I was horrified when it happened at the moment. But then before I had any time to really process how I felt about it, he was already back up on his feet. He got up after a few seconds, went over to the same spot he was at, like untied, retied his shoe. Like Derek Jack, the assistant coach working with him, came over, talked to him for five seconds, and then he was receiving the ball again and getting back to work. I posted the videos how how he looked after the fact and he looked fine and in that video you can see that there's the second shot he takes in the video like he lands only on that left foot and and he looks fine now who's to say how that ankle responded after it got to the back and it it didn't have any more stress on it like who knows exactly right but in the moment i was like oh he's fine it just had a little bit of an ankle turn there whatever it happens you know it, it seems like he's fine and then 30 minutes later it he was he was not fine to some extent. They were being extra precautionary. Like it, it's hard to say exactly how to react without speculating too heavily, which I'm going to avoid, of course. But in the moment, it was it was strange, just because I've always gone out there and watched guys warm up over the past like seven years of covering games, and that's only the second time I've ever seen someone have that kind of thing. So of course, it's Kevin Durant right before he's going to make his home debut with five weeks left in the regular season. Yeah, we're we, you know we're trying to I don't know if we're going to get an update today or not. I, I would assume we're going to get some sort of update. You know, we're trying to look at all the possibilities here, and like you said, not speculate too much. But I mean, there is the possibility that the guy just rolled his ankle and he misses a game or two, right? I mean, that's certainly still on the table. I, I think that was on everybody's mind until there was the reports after the game that he was in a walking boot. But that doesn't necessarily have to mean anything bad, right? Yeah, guys. If if you think about just the way that we've seen injury, I, I guess to like use the straight up word, injury management evolve over the course of the season. There's just this giant misconception right now, this year, two years ago, three years ago, that when players are sitting out, that it is the players that are sitting themselves out. It is 99% of the time not the player. It, it is the team and the information that they have and what their medical team has. And precaution is always of the utmost importance in situations with, with just about any injury in the league these days. And we've seen the Suns use more precaution than ever this year, right? So if you go back there and, and you get a look at the ankle and, and you get any inclination like, yeah, we just want to look at this a little bit longer just to be sure, of course he doesn't play, right? Like, of course not. So it, I, I think that type of possibility has to be out there at the same time. Again, we can't sit there and act like just because he was moving around fine for the seven minutes he, he kept working out after, that that means he's fine and he couldn't miss any time. I think just it, it's really bizarre the timing that we have to deal with here because it really is actually quite important if he misses two games as opposed to three weeks or four weeks or five weeks because they need every game they can get right now to build continuity, to build cohesion, to figure out what their team looks like exactly with him. Like, if they miss two extra weeks with him out, that is going to matter in the postseason because of how much time they have to to gel together here. So I think that's 
just really important for them going forward, obviously. And uh, hopefully we'll get some reporting coming out today. If not, tomorrow there is practice and we should get some some type of update from Monty Williams then. Yeah, you know, Killer, it's funny because I, I was, well, not funny, but it's it's kind of odd. I, I was really encouraged that he finished his workout after he rolled it. He finished his workout because if you, as a professional athlete, you know if you rolled it and it's bad, you know. <laughs> You know that you rolled it, and it's bad. But he finished his workout, and then it really encouraged me that he had no crutch. Nobody saw him with a crutch. They saw him in a walking boot, but nobody saw a crutch with him. I don't know if you've heard anything on that, but for me, I'm going to put that into the positive carry uh, category. But there is one thing about this that does give me pause. Do you have any theories as to why they didn't let him sit on the bench during the game? I think just to receive any additional treatment that you needed in the back and, and probably just wanted to stay in the back, right? I mean, it, the walking boot thing, you know, if he comes out there in a walking boot, people freak out more, right? Like, I, I think it's just to, like, keep it as contained as possible. But to your point, Wolf, like, I was sitting right there 15 feet away from him when he kept working out, and I did not notice him grimacing, in pain, favoring anything, Nothing. Like, that's the type of thing you instantly realize when you watch anyone doing anything. Right. Like, if you're walking on the street and you see someone lifting, you're like, oh, man, is that guy okay? Like, if you see someone grimace a bit when they step down a curb, you're like, oh, man, is the knee thing? What's going on over there for that person? Like, I would, you would have seen it, and it wasn't there. So that was, that was the most positive thing for me to take away uh, from last night for sure. We're talking to Kellen Olson. Kellen, you, you kind of touched on this. The playoffs basically start five weeks from this weekend. And if KD has to miss a couple weeks, I, I don't think any of us are worried about how he's going to come back and fit right in because he was already doing that. But how much of a ripple effect do you think that would have on the rest of the roster? Uh, I'm not looking at the ro- the roster specifically. I'm just looking at what the finished product is with them, with KD as a team. The way that I've been st- describing it is that right now, their floor is higher than most team ceilings. Like, if, let's say he's to miss the rest of the regular season, right? Like, I still think if he comes back for the first game of the playoffs, like, they'll beat the team they play in round one. But could they make the Western Conference Finals? Could they make the Finals? That's where I have some hesitation because their ceiling is higher than any other team's ceiling as well. But how how close can they get to that ceiling over that seven weeks was what I was looking at before, and now all of a sudden we're talking about five weeks with three games under their belt. You know what I mean? So in, in three weeks' time, are we still talking about three games? Or are we talking about eight or nine? Like that, I think that really, really matters. And I asked Chris Paul last night. He's had this phrase of like stacking up wins, like just getting to stack up wins in the regular season. They did it last year. They did it two years ago. And I asked him last night, do you feel like you've caught that rhythm now? Because, well, they sort, sort of have, right? They're, they're 16-5 and five in their last 21 games. And he was the one who answered, like, well, it, it, I don't know. We, we, we have Kevin. We, we've had all these injuries, and we just need to see what our team looks like once we get it all together. So they haven't been able to get it all together yet, and, and they're going to need to here to really reach what, the, what their ceiling is, and their ceiling is a team that no one can beat. So that, that is of vital importance here with, with the information that's going to come out here in the next 48 hours. Other than KD, of course, and winning the game, what was the one thing that really stood out to you about last night's game with the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, yeah, Devin Booker kind of doing the superstar thing, right? He knew, he spoke on how aware he was after the game of just how big of a night this was, and he he sent the people home with something that, that and, and frankly the building because that they were not really playing that well in the first half, guys. Like that thirty point first half did a lot for the offense, then things started to piece themselves together in in the second half and the Suns were able to pull it out but 
book said it like we'll reschedule the party but we're hoping to i was hoping to send the people home with a little something even if that's not exactly what they were looking for because everyone there was there to see kevin durant and and he he did his best with that i thought ish wainwright played really well without scoring a point monty williams called him phenomenal after the game and i I agree he was he was great out there it was nice to see terrence ross get some things going so there was some stuff intertwined within the win there but of of course all of the focus uh, rightfully so was just on what happened uh, 60 minutes before the game is there some sort of unwritten rule that devin booker he can hit six threes in a game but he just can't seem to get past six no matter how great he is playing i mean obviously last night if he doesn't get in foul trouble he probably goes way past that i don't know if he does luke at this point to be honest (laughs) uh, if you're not in in on the joke this has been a running inside joke for years now that this is the 21st game in Devin Booker's career in the regular season where he's finished with six threes and I think he's 0 for 24, 0 for 25 or something like that in, in games where he has six threes and he takes a three so he can't get to seven. He did get to seven in the playoffs so we've seen that before but yeah, but he's going to get it eventually but just know if you see people uh, on Twitter freaking out about seven threes for whatever reason that's why it's a very strange thing happening give me your take on what you saw from Terrence Ross uh, he lit it up um, just some incredible threes that he was taking the arc that he put on those threes incredible is this a first step for T Ross going forward I think so yeah I think it was important for him to show what he's all about like he has the nickname the human torch and that's exactly why because he can just get that hot at any moment I think it was under six total minutes of game time when he hit those five threes like he just he just went absolutely berserk and I thought in the first half defensively he started to look a little bit more comfortable he really got picked on in the last couple of games that he had been playing and I thought although the matchup wasn't as severe of course that he was sort of holding his own a bit more, impacting the game in other areas a lot better, and that's what he's going to need to do more of here in the future. But that's the type of guy that they got. Like, he can explode at, at, at any time for three, four, five, threes and a half, and that's, that's the type of offense that this team is going to need at times off of the bench. Like, every now and then you're going to need that offensive injection and in what he brings, but what's more important for him right now is on the other side of the floor, and I thought that that was honestly just as important as, as the five threes or six threes that he hit last night. Kellen Olson, great stuff as always, man. Thank you for the time. Hopefully we talk to you under better circumstances here again soon. Yeah, no kidding. Thanks, guys. Thanks, right, Kellen. That's uh, Kellen Olson joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. And, of, you know, of course, Kellen was at the game last night. I think I feel like half of Phoenix was at that game last night. And uh, Credit to Devin Booker, who is very aware, obviously, of what's going on and did say after the game, like, yeah, I felt like I had to put on a show for everybody because we were expecting a party tonight. But uh, he did, 44 points. Six three pointer says uh, as seems to be his ceiling in the regular season. Monster effort by Book. Yeah, you know it was so amazing because the post game interview on Valley, of course, right after the game, they they asked him not once but twice. They commented on he, you know, did you did you actually try to get put on a show? Yeah. For, and D Book just ignored it at that point in time and went on and answered using a lot of media. And if you ask me, well, at post post game at the at the podium, we'll play some of that for you in a little bit. He uh, he he was pretty open about that. Texas, your thoughts. That's the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, we'll flip over to football. What does Kelvin Beecham think is the next step for Kyler Murray? He spoke on it yesterday, and as usual, Kelvin Beecham, pretty straightforward in his comments. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, 
right, welcome back to the show here on this Thursday morning. I flip over to football here for a segment, Wolf, because Calvin Beecham was on with Burns and Gambo yesterday, and um, I think you've been on the same page with me on this one. All the talk about Kyler Murray that's not specifically directed to Kyler Murray and those sort of questions that, you know, if he's not answering them, uh, you, you hear all, you hear such a wide range of responses, right? This guy is a, a terrible leader from the anonymous, either former or I guess sometimes current teammates, or you hear, oh, no, everything's perfect. Why would you? Want? I feel like Kelvin Beecham has always been. I've said this before. He's the one I trust the most because he yeah. just, he gives you the most honest answer. I don't think he gives you a filter. He's not too extreme one way or the other. I remember last year he was like, look, he's not perfect. He's got stuff to work on, but I think he's going to work on it. Well, he spoke yesterday with Burns and Gambo, and so they asked him what he has to do to be great in this league. What does he have to do, in your opinion, to be great? Grow up. Give me an example. Be a man and grow up. Like it's not, it's not complicated. You got to be a leader of man. Period. And he's not right now. He's maturing, but he's not there yet. He's not there. It's not, it's not, there a, it's not a completed process. It's not, it's not a completed process. There it is, right there. Beach is right. He, he's not a completed process right now. He's been very, very consistent with his take on Kyler Murray. And you know what? It's the same take that I have. I've been consistent on Kyler Murray as well. Because he doesn't he, bury him when he, he says it. He is a work in progress. He is not where he needs to be yet. He's improved dramatically from when he was a rookie. There's no denying that. And I think Beach would also be the first one to tell you that if you ask him that specifically. He's improved a ton, but he is a work in progress and he's not there yet. But there is a way to say that, and he says it, that I don't know. I think it's just the way he delivers because he's been pretty consistent with that answer over the last two years now of He's not. He's not there. Obviously, the team would have won more than four games last year. They weren't winning even when he was healthy. They wouldn't have completely folded in the playoffs against the Rams two years ago if he were there, if he was that finished product, if he was Patrick Mahomes. But he's not awful either. Work in progress implies he can still get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just feels like all the other opinions on Kyler Murray are either he's terrible and he's a lost cause or he's perfect. What are you guys yeah. talking about? Everything, everything looks great, right? right? We won four games last year. Yeah. Um, here's no, more. he's right on the money. He's, he is. This is a measured approach, and it's one of the reasons why it means so much to me because anyone who knows Beach, anyone who knows this guy, you know he's incredibly smart, mm-hmm. and you know he's a dog. You did tell he him. He is a football player through and through, and that's... That's why when he says something, I listen to him. You told him you would vote for him if he ever ran for president during I, training camp. And, and I would. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't right seem now, like he sold. has any aspirations to do that. don't care what party he is, just sold. <laughs> he is, he's in the beach party. Yes. Uh, more from Kelvin Beecham on uh, on Kyler Murray. Having all the tools. He has all the tools, man. If some guy can throw off one leg, he can you know throw it a mile, he can run faster than anybody else on the field. He just lacks the leadership. He's put together. I didn't say he lacks the leadership. I just think he needs to grow up a little bit. Um, and I think if he has the ability and the willingness to grow up, he's going to be just fine. Um, they paid him for a reason. They paid him because of his talent. And he has the ability to lead. It's just when you're in that position, when you should lead more. Like, you're the face of the franchise. You got to lead more. You got to lead in every single capacity of leadership. Um, and that's what they look for out of a franchise quarterback. They're giving you, you know, half a billion. 
As soon as I as soon as I hear him say that in terms of growing up, and he's got to continue to do it and continue to grow as a leader, base and audience, the first thing I think of is be accountable. Be accountable. This is where I think Kyler Murray can grow even more is being accountable. Hold yourself to a standard you're not going to hold anybody else to. You've heard me talk about this over and over and over again. If in fact you're going to be a leader inside any hyper aggressive paradigm like the National Football League locker room. If you're going to be that guy, you have got to be accountable. You have got to hold yourself to a standard. You will not apply to any of your teammates. And if your teammates see that immediately, that is going to elevate your profile inside that locker room in terms of leadership. First of all, every time Kelvin Beecham talks, and I already wanted him back on the Cardinals, we've, we've been pretty consistent on oh, the show man. with the message of there's there's three free agents that I at least want him to bring back Zach Allen and Kelvin Beecham. I'd like Byron Murphy too, but, but at least Allen and Beecham. We can get more into the likelihood of that later on in the show, but every time he talks, I just want him back even more because I want him on that offensive line. He, he, he was the only guy that managed to play through everything last year, and I, I wouldn't mind having him around Kyler Murray, uh, but But the other part of this is, and it's not really anybody's fault, but what Beach is saying is right, right? Okay, you can go ahead and, and, you know, it's a work in progress. Stuff takes time, right? He's got the tools. You can't teach the tools. He has the tools. But the thing is... He is being paid like a finished product. Yeah. And that's and that's that's what I'm saying is not anybody's fault. That's just kind of the way it's set up in the NFL. He doesn't have the benefit of oh, okay, I mean like he'll be what, twenty six when this upcoming season starts. Depending where you are on, on your optimism for what he can do this season, or if he's not gonna really be back to being full Kyler Murray for a full season until next season. He's twenty seven mm-hmm. at that point, you know what I mean? Before yeah. he can really kind of get going again. But he's being paid He's been paid like he's Patrick Mahomes now. Yes, and that is one of the things I'm hopeful, one of the reasons why I am hopeful that Kyler Murray is going to be able to continue to grow as a leader and improve as a player. One of the reasons why is because of the injury situation that he's had right now. I said it a, a, a few days after he tore his ACL, and I again, I speak of this all the time. I regret saying it. That soon after he ripped up his ACL. I do. I regret that, Basin Onions, but the meaning I don't. I thought maybe this was going to be a turning point in Kyler Murray's career in terms of looking at what he's done and how last season ended and the declivative nature of his career path last season with getting hurt with the ACL. That this would have, this would give him time and space. Suddenly, to look at himself and reevaluate everything. Well, it's kind of like we were talking about yesterday. When you make a trade for Kevin Durant, it changes your team. It, you expect it to change it for the better, but it, but it changes your team. No matter what, things aren't going to be the same. When your quarterback has that injury and it's non-contact, it changes things for him. Now, he may end up coming out of it better than ever. But either way, it's going to change but, things. But it's, it's, he's got to be the one who does that. Kyler's got to be the one who does that. Anybody that suffers a serious injury, you, you have a tendency to get introspective. You do. You have a tendency to look at yourself. What are you doing? How are you training? How are you preparing yourself to go out? When you suffer a serious injury, you start questioning everything. It's a perfect time to start looking at yourself and evaluating yourself and saying, what do I need to do to get my career back on track? What is it? 
it it is it has a tendency to open you up. Well, and yeah, I'm hoping that's what's going to happen with Kyler going forward because you can go down the path of okay, you know, this sucks, but at least I got paid, and you know, worst case, I'm I got paid, and, and you know, I've made a career out. Of, I'm paid, I'm set for life. Well, if, if you're going to say that, he's done already. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Or you can go down the other path of like everybody's going to forget about me, and they're going to write me off, and I'm going to show everybody. That's. I mean, those are basically the two paths, right? I understand there are there are paths between those two, but those are the two directions you can really go. The well, you know, I got paid at least. I hate that my leg hurts, but I got paid. Or the I'm going to make everybody pay for the fact that I had to miss last season, and people are writing yeah. me off, and and this is just brutal. And the only other thing I want to say in terms of what Calvin Beecham just said, in terms of growing up too, I think a lot of it has got to do with how he communicates with his teammates. He's got to be direct, base and audience. Be direct when you communicate with your teammate, eye to eye, word for word. Don't don't use gesticulations or pleading motions to communicate your displeasure with your teammates. Maybe that I think is what Beach could possibly be talking about as well. Square them up, man. Square them up on the sidelines. Square them up in the meeting room, in the weight room, wherever it may be. Tell them what they need to do and what they need to know. Be direct. You don't have to scream at them. You don't have to yell at them. You don't have to throw your arms up or do any type of pleading motion to them. You need to get in front of them, square them up, and be direct. Well, I'm guessing a lot of this, too, is behind the scenes and stuff we don't really see. You know, when, when Beach is talking like that, he's probably, I, I think you're probably right with what you're saying, like what we see on the field, but I'm sure some of it is just day-to-day on a Wednesday afternoon. Sure. Yeah. Square them up. Be direct. Be simple. Be a simple man. Yeah. Play that song. I'm gonna say you're quoting Leonard Skinner. No, uh, all right. Devin Booker was averaging 36 points a game with KD in the lineup last night. He dropped 44. What's been the key to his hot streak? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Lost in the, uh, the shuffle last night. The miserable pregame injury. Kevin, I really thought I, I, I told you this, Wolf. I thought we were going to start the uh, the show or one of these segments with uh, the disturbed cover of was it Sound of Silence? Yes. Yeah. The best cover ever. Sorry, it is. I credit uh, Aaron with going with a little more upbeat stuff to try and get us. Uh, through this yeah, absolutely. Time. You're jacked up right now. You're not panicking, though. Nobody's panicking. Nobody's hitting the panic button. No, that's what I'm saying. I think I feel like on, on at least on social media and then the, the Suns fans that I know, the, it wasn't really panic last night. It was just like, yep, <laughs> of course. Why not? Why wouldn't this happen? Uh, Devin Booker in the three games with KD averaged 36 points a game. Not bad, right? Yeah. Well, we're not going to get to play Kevin or Devin until he comes back either. Yeah. I was really kind of hitting my stride. Well, there. hopefully he'll, he'll be back at it. it Here was, we go. It was a disappointing one last night. Get out of the booth. Dev, Devin won like eight seconds into the game. Yes. Uh, last night, he went ahead and just put up 44. Mm. So it's, it actually his average went up uh, last night. The question I have is, was that a coincidence? <laughs> was that a coincidence right there that on the night that was supposed to be KD in his home debut at Footprint Center, and all of a sudden he rolls his ankle and can't play, and everyone's just down in the dumps? Did Book know that and go out there and try with purpose to light it up? 
Well, here he is after the game. You know, the city's been waiting on this. It's a big day. Um, you know, we'll reschedule the party. Uh, I'm sure they'll be back. People that missed out on tonight, I, you know, I tried to give them a little something um, to make it better. But, you know, we're still anticipating his, his debut here. It would be nice. And I know this probably isn't going to happen, but if we could get like a specific date for when that party's going to be rescheduled, yeah. like if the Suns wanted to put up flyers around town so we yeah. know when it's happening, hopefully like right. next week would be nice. I'd be fine with next week. Go ahead yeah. and sit out the Sacramento game, even though it's a very important game in the playoff race. Then get this going like next week. You know what's There's so many questions I want answered, of course. So many questions we all would like answered this morning. Uh, can I just say this right here? If I had to have one answer, that Devin Booker would answer a no, give me no median whatsoever. Did you feel like you had to go out last night, Buck, and light it up the way that you did to give those people something to walk out? Well, I, I feel like you I, just I, said that. Well, I, I, it's it's one thing to say it. Did you plan on doing it? Did you plan to force the issue? Give me the ball. Get out of the way. I mean, that's what I. It's it's one thing to say it after after, after it happened. I yeah. want to know before it happened. If if there was one thing I could have answered, that would be the the question I would love to have. Oh, I, okay, this is a fun game. I think mine would be when is Kevin Durant coming back? <laughs> I think KD's fine, though. So you already okay. hit the panic button, you proving that you think, when is he's going to miss time? You were like, when hey, is does he that pan- going well, he's definitely going to miss time. I, he's already I, missed time. I never time. asked you what the, the panic button. I said, where is it? Well, I felt I like by, hit by hitting it, it, you know firsthand, you hit, you pick this thing up and it goes off. I'm afraid to touch it now. Hey, ask me, where's the panic button? Where's your panic button? It's in the bag. <laughs> okay. It's where's already yours? gone off 19 it's... times today. Every time you set your bag down, it goes off and people are like, what's happening? All right, stop it right now. All right. I there think, are some positives that I, well, came out of I last night. I think Devin night. Booker did look around last night and he knew that fans were probably paying, was it like three times face value to come in and see Kevin Durant? That was, that was the report before the game. When to see Kevin Durant play his, his first home game. We talked about it yesterday. Is this the most anticipated regular season home game? (laughs) And you know what? We got a response on Twitter. This is a great answer. Most anticipated regular season home game. I'm so mad I didn't think of this. And and I'll try and figure out who sent it in. The first regular season home game after the bubble where we could have fans back. That was the most anticipated regular season home game. Who'd they play? Do you have that in front of you? How would they have that in front of me? Was it really? Yes, for a completely different reason. Could it be even more than this game one, this season, playing the Dallas Mavericks? After what the Mavericks did? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, 100%. Yes. You're just playing anybody out there. Because you, you finally just, got to have fans hey, back look, in the game. Sacramento. Oh, wait a minute. Sacramento's actually good You're this not playing year. in like Epcot Center or wherever um, they played in the bubble. By the way, how is Sacramento, how are the Kings That's, actually man. winning games and leading the association in points per game? Have you seen the roster? You're not. You, somebody look at the roster. I like. I do like. I, th- I mean, I, no, look, no, 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 no. And say they were going to lead the association in points per game. I didn't think they were going to be second in the Western Conference. I thought they would be fun. That was my prediction for Sacramento at the start of the season. They'd be a fun team. I mean, Darren Fox is is legit. Demonis Sabonis is. Yeah, they guys no, players. There's no doubt about that. The first two guys are good players. Um, Darren Fox is. Just outrageous. Yeah. He's fantastic. Love him. But still, at the same time, and I know we're going to get into this. Let's see how they handle Kevin deeper. Durant on Saturday. That's oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. You know what? I, I like that, though. Saturday? Yeah. 
I think uh, maybe the scare went out, and he's fine. There was no crutch. It was a walking boot. Get off his back, Luke. He's going to be fine by Saturday. I, I, by Saturday, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go more next week. But I'm going to. Rem- I think optimistic is next week. I think even if he's good to go, here you, you're asking these questions that you're not going to get real answers to. Yeah. My, my question would be: <laughs> If Saturday was a playoff game, could KD play? You know what I mean? Because I don't think he's okay. going to play on Saturday. But if it were a playoff game, would they be like, "Yeah, get out there"? And now well, we're he just could play if you know what I'm talking we're about. Just- you know. <laughs> I don't even know what the injury is. Blue juice. With an ankle sprain? Hey, can you go? Hey, look, there goes Elvis. Do you have to Jam point out Elvis? The, well, you do. Sometimes yeah. you just create a distraction. Okay. Uh, here's more from Devin Booker after the game. They asked him, why have you been so hot lately from the field? It's just team. Um, you know, when we defend at a high level and we get out in transition, you know, not tonight, but having KD on the other wing, that's going to naturally open up space for everybody. And one of the best point guards of all time, delivering the pass on time, on target, DeAndre setting the screens, opening up in space. And Josh Sakogi, you know, being a pest to every other team's best player and, you know, making them pay too. So, you know, we're just hitting on all cylinders right now. It's a good way to describe Josh Sakogi. Just a pest. Yes. In a good way. I know. That is awesome. The mask. That's why we got to just, just, I hope he, he sticks with the mask. Who is, I, Rip Hamilton, remember? He stuck with it. Yeah. He got his nose busted just, or something. He was like, I'll just wear this forever. Just wear the mask, man. We'll call him, uh, I used to call Greg Popovich the mask, but we're not going to do that anymore. We'll just, let's call J.O. the mask. That'd be so cool. Okay, but don't get me sidetracked right here because. I wouldn't dare. Um, he could have put up 60 last night. Oh, yeah. Right. Book, yeah. Book could have scored 60. He tried to hide night. for money so he couldn't pull him out of the game. Remember, he's like, no, I'm not over here. You got a guy who played 28 minutes, basically. 28 minutes, I believe. I wrote that down. Was it 28 yes. minutes? Yes. 28, 28 minutes. minutes and scored 44 points. <laughs> Lit it up. I don't think there's any question. At least for me, there's not any question. That's Book. That, that he... He knew the magnitude of the moment for the fans. He's been here his whole career. I think Devin Booker understands this city more than than any other player on the team, certainly, and probably more than most players around the league understand their city. And he knew, hey, this is going to be great. This is a, everybody's fired up for this. I mean, they're playing Oklahoma City. Like Oklahoma City's a good upside team, and in two years, look out. But people weren't packing in there last night to see a game against Oklahoma City on a Wednesday night. Book knows it, and I absolutely, based on how he played, think he looked around and was like, really, KD's not playing? All right, I, I gotta do, I gotta I gotta go off tonight. Because he also had the four fouls, too. Like, he was hyper-aggressive last night. If he doesn't get into foul trouble, or if that's a closer game, I'm with you. He puts up 60. He does. Yeah. And, you know, again, the competitiveness of Devin Booker, too, just watching him. I, I can't get over it. I love it. It matters to me. It does. It matters to me because I think of so many guys that I played with, the respect that I had for a guy that actually was good, talented, who went out and and used that talent by by bringing it into the the world of intense people and competitive people. There's a lot of guys that have talent. I, I don't care what sport you're talking about, my brothers. There's a lot of guys that have talent. They just can't. They can't seem to bring the toughness with the talent for whatever reason. Devin Booker never has had that problem. And that's what I love about him. The moment was not too big and doesn't seem to be too big for Devin Booker ever. 
suddenly KD can't play. And if you tell me he went out and said, I want to put on a show for these people tonight, the pressure of going out there and performing and doing it well and doing it with intensity and doing it with class the way he always does. Makes me love this guy, man. Monty Williams after the game. You know, he just wants to, to kill and eat. That's who Book is. I mean, he's he's just a nut. You know, he picked up his fourth, and he didn't, he didn't want to come out. He's probably wanting to fight me at that in that moment. But I got to protect him. But he's 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 playing at a, a high level. But he's also it's not just the scoring. Like he he was getting off the ball tonight, finding guys. He's just a really good basketball player, and he's. You know, he's he's hungry. You can see it. Um, I see it in his workouts. I see it in the focus and film session. You see it on the floor. Like, there's a, a hunger. You know, he's chasing something. And... Um, it gives our team a lot of juice. It was hilarious when Booker's Man. like, oh, I'm just not... Monty, Monty was like the dad, wasn't he? Where he was like, it's getting dark. Your brother already got hurt. Get in here. That's basically what Monty yeah. Williams was last night. No, that's a great analogy. That is right there. But I love what Monty just said about him. You know, it's so true. We just... Do we appreciate Devin Booker? Do, do you appreciate him the way that we should, Basin audience? That is the question we asked this morning. Every time something goes wrong with a sports team in this city, I always find myself appreciating Devin Booker more. Like we talked about it even when Sean Payton was like, ah, actually, I'm going to Denver. It made me appreciate Devin Booker more. <laughs> Said that on the show the next day. Last night it was very obvious because moments after KD gets hurt, Booker just goes off with uh, 44. All right, we come back. What's next for the Suns following that injury to KD last night? We'll get into uh, what the future holds here. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.